2: On today's episode of Weekend at Bergman's, Big City Ball Culture versus Small Town Pageant Culture, the 1980s versus the 1990s, Documentary versus Mockumentary, it's a true battle of the stars, and I honestly don't know why we keep doing this to ourselves. Why do we have to choose? Representing the art house, it's Jenny Livingston's 1990 documentary of the previous decade of New York City drag balls, the golden age of New York City drag balls, Paris is Burning, and representing the mainstream, it's a mockumentary about small-town pageants that initially bombed at the box office but has since achieved cult classic status. 1999's Drop Dead Gorgeous starring Kirsten Dunst and a multitude of others. Big Dipper, Meatball, are you ready?
0: Ooh, yeah! Yes. Then roll that theme song! We can
2: do the three shot for this.
0: Yeah! Every week, you and you and I watch two movies together. Well, not quite together, cause we watch them apart. You at your houses and me at mine. Whoa! Every week we watch the same two movies. Liz Taylor is famous, so is Pepper LaBeja. But how do we choose these two movies? Well, one is a brilliant, beautiful work of cinematic art the heights of the medium. And the other one is mainstream. I'm talking popcorn, baby. Hollywood (laughs) endings, but what happens when we watch them back to back? And we have to say, which one we like better? And we have, to be honest, welcome, welcome to Weekend at Bergman's, we're going to watch an art house, movie and a mainstream movie, you can fade it out, Brian, and we're going to tell you which one we like better,
2: <laughs> and the one that we like better we're going to put in the uh, canon, and the one that we did not like as much mm. is sadly going to go in the trash can, and whether it deserves it or not. That's the premise of, the, of this podcast. We decided on it. We have to stick with it. My name is Brett Boehm, and I am seated across today from my guest co-hosts. My guest co-host Joe is absent today. Shocking! But Shocking. I what called are, in two of are, the of, of the podcasting world's uh, luminaries, two I, stars of the podcast firmament. Come on, firmament! I can't believe I I can't believe I got this lucky. I thought I was going to do this by myself. That's and like
3: then, kimchi,
4: firmament, firmament.
2: And then look who showed up.
4: You know there's a kimchi in the fridge here that has kimchi spelled wrong on it?
2: Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> Dave's kimchi. It's Dave. <laughs> Dave's
4: well, kimchi. Well, tell Dave
3: he's got a spelling it's error.
4: K-I-M-C-H-E-E. That, oh, kimchi. Oh, that's it, how it's spelled. No, I thought it was K-I-M-C-H-I. That's the drag
2: queen.
1: <laughs>
3: no.
2: Look it up. I, I don't up. know. I honestly don't know. Look now up.
0: I'm...
3: Sorry, we put I'm, no, no, I'm also who's shooting the cannon.
0: That's is, my big question. Yeah, where
3: is this cannon going? <laughs> oh, the cannon, not, not a literal
2: cannon. <laughs> uh, a cannon, too. as in like the great works of history. No, what do we have? Who, who? Oop, single word K I M C H I, and that's not how it's spelled on the jar.
0: No. This
2: is, this is a problem Dave. This is a problem. Dave, you're kimchi. <laughs> I've, been, I've been preaching the the I've been preaching Dave's kimchi all over town. I tell him this is the best kimchi in LA. You get it at, at the Atwar Atwater Village Farmers Market.
3: Maybe he's like flipping oh, it. Oh I go un- there every Sunday. You gotta get
2: Dave's kimchi. He's got a little stand there. But now I feel like an uh, idiot. The guy's not even I'll spelling go kimchi him. right. He
3: could be flipping it for entrepreneurial um mm. uh
2: an intentional misspelling. Yes, yeah. exactly. A, a signature like misspelling. a marketing move. Yeah, brand. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Dave if he really thinks of everything. Thoughtful God guy, bless Dave. Well, it is the 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 host of Sloppy Seconds them themselves, their very selves. I'm talking about Big Dipper and Meatball. Welcome hello. to welcome to Weekend at Birdman's. Hello, hello. Thanks this for is having such, us. Oh, such a pleasure. Such a pleasure.
3: You know, Meatball sings a lot on our podcast, but honestly, that it's, was so fun. That to was listen so you sing good.
2: Thank live. you. Oh my God. Thank you. Yes. I knew. I mean, I know uh, the 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 musical ability uh, that Meatball has. I know just the general just cultural sensibilities that you two bring to Sloppy Seconds. So I was very nervous. French. Wee uh, we F- oui, oui. <laughs> I, I put a little extra into it for you. and I, I hope heard. That came well, out. Well, I heard the growling at
4: the end that really sent me. I think that now you may spent. be the best singer here at Forever Dog. Oh my God.
2: I you wish heard Joe it was here, here first. Here. You Joe? Because Joe gives me no uh, end of shit about this theme song. He says we should just pre record it. I just have to sit here every week while you sing it at me. But I feel like I'm evolving in my performance of the song, and so I want to keep doing it live because yeah. I feel like I'm Absolutely. finding new things
3: yeah. in it. I could find some rhythmic and cadence notes to give you, but I think I would love the that, energy actually. behind it is See, now, what unmatched? is rhythm and cadence when you're making
4: music anyway? It's supposed to come from you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a real beatnik attitude. <laughs> well, it's the beret. <laughs> if coming I take me, it today. off, I'll have some different opinions. <laughs>
2: You know what I mean? Now, uh, you two are, of course, the host of Sloppy Seconds on the the mom network, yes. moguls of media. Yes. Uh, you record right here at Forever Dog Studios. Uh, Forever Dog, or, what, what language are we using? Partner Network? Uh, yeah, uh, well, partner that's network. Friends. Yeah. Sibling. Friends. Yeah, friends and yeah. business. Uh, Forever Dog and business mom. Business associates. Business
4: associates at best, Really.
2: Right? <laughs> and uh, how did, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, how did you become a podcasting duo? How did this, how did this all start? Because I know there was a previous podcast before Sloppy Seconds. Oh, what was? was the origin story? Oh, or, or do we, do we not, do we not speak of
3: that? <laughs> who held us hostage in a contract? No. I tell this story a lot. Oh, wait, we yeah, were... you can talk
4: shit about him. I'm not allowed to. Yeah, I'm not
3: allowed to. Or you're not allowed to. Um, please, please. I was at Precinct, uh mm-hmm. bar downtown, mm-hmm. and Meatball maybe had performed. I had missed I was it. There for
4: something. Yeah.
3: Yeah, backstage. And we just started talking, and Meatball made it clear that. You know, she had like a sense of who I was as a performer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm just moved to LA. You know, one of the things I wanna do, maybe we talked about it then. I don't know, we had a nice conversation. And I remember being like, I don't oh. remember at all because I was blackout drunk." <laughs> But I remember being like, "Wow, you never get to have like a good, thoughtful conversation at a nightclub because mm. people are mostly blackout, drunk, mm-hmm. and messy." Wow. So that's Meatball's superpower that uh, she that's can carry incredible. on a conversation. But the yeah.
4: first time I knew of Dipper, I had a friend when I first moved to LA who was like, "Oh, there's this rapper I'm obsessed with him, mm-hmm. and he's playing at Foo Bar. We have to go." So we went to go see him perform live on a box smaller than this table, much smaller really. than this table. I don't know how to describe it. It, oh, the trash
3: can's great. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank you. Um,
4: he was performing. I bought one of his shirts, and then that's when I first found out about Dipper. So it was wow. like years before So really that. what
3: it is is like a super fan. Yeah, I was about and to say. Artist, I had no idea. Well, scenario. We were, well, but so wow, 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 super af- fan. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> wore, <laughs> wore the shirt one time, but I guess super <laughs> fan, okay. After we met, I messaged people on Instagram, and I was like, you know, one of my goals coming to LA was to start a podcast, mm-hmm. and literally all we had had was one conversation, but I was Mm -hmm. like, do you want to do it with me? Yeah. And we like made a pilot. We pitched it to this network. Mm -hmm. We did like two seasons of it there. Mm -hmm. And then we of course wanted to move over to forever dog and work with you guys. And that's how we started. But at this point, I mean, We're damn near 300 episodes of Sloppy. we're getting close to
4: 300. It's crazy. You are
2: absolute pros. It's one of the – I'll tell Weekend and Bergman's listeners, if you're not subscribed to Sloppy Seconds right now on your phone, just you're already in a podcast app. Go to Sloppy Seconds. Hit subscribe. (laughs) Truly just one of the funniest, one of the best, one of the wildest, one of the most unpredictable uh, it'll be one of the best parts of your week, listening to Sloppy Seconds. Oh, every, uh Every two days a week still, right? <laughs> yes, That's two okay. days <laughs> and Fridays. Oh, yeah, twice a week.
3: Um, one thing I wanted to say to you, yes, a- if we're giving out compliments. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. I yeah, yeah. love seeing the social content that you could you guys put up. The out show. The costumes for
4: this show thank are wild. Yes. Thank you, thank you.
3: When you're running around, th- did you see the performance art piece of them in the theater as aliens landing on a, a brave new world? I think I missed that one. Yeah, that we, was incredible. We went all in
2: on that one. Yeah, that was a Nope versus Signs. Uh, nope, nope oh. of course, uh, ended up having nothing to do with aliens. So uh, it was sort of half, only half correct. So we said, let's, let's go into Spoilers. that. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Well, Come if they on.
4: listen, they know. I We've already done Nope. But I yeah, you can't. missed the boat. It,
2: yeah, if uh, or does it? I don't know. Maybe Who it does. In some, in some level, maybe Wait, it has is to do with like aliens. A climate
4: change thing.
2: <sighs> we will get to it. It's yeah. We'll it's, there's a lot. Let me put it. There's no, like, uh, little green man running around. There's Ugh. none of that, you know. Um, but should there have been? Yeah. I don't know. I'll let you decide. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. We dressed up like aliens. We played some spooky music. We acted like we were, you know, making first contact. Uh, and then we did the podcast.
3: I just love it because as, like, producers here, so much of our conversation is like very you know, it's like joyful and fun. Like obviously yeah. I'm friends with you guys, but like it's all like, oh what 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 is this strategy and right. oh what's this right. issue we have to deal with and blah blah blah. And then to see you guys just acting like complete buffoons, <laughs> I'm like, oh you're like us. That's why we stars. Oh, <laughs> they're just like us. A... Yes, oh, and Well, that's why Joe and I started States the even.
2: show is because we were just we realized that that ninety nine percent of our weekly conversations were just about uh fucking RSS feeds and and podcast and this and that. It was becoming oh, just our our friendship was just dying. It was just the podcast industry was choking the hell out of it. Uh, and so we said, "Well, let's do a podcast and have some damn fun every week." That's and amazing. it's been—it's been great. It's been so much fun. Uh, now, how fun. much and are
4: you spending on a costume? That's a week? great
2: question. That's a great question. Uh, this week, I was a little cash-strapped, which I'm—I'm—I am happy to get into because I've had a week. Drop the Venmo. Let the okay. kids know. Uh, <laughs> the ve- <laughs> learn from Drag Queens. Yeah. Get
4: your tips. Get your money first.
2: Too. <laughs> At Forever Dog, but it's me. It's really <laughs> me. So, it really okay. is, yeah, actually. it is. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I bought you beer one time and I was like, Why the company's I mean? I had to change
2: bucks. it once for a live stream. I never changed it back. It was for a race chaser live stream, oh, I believe. Well, so it was on the up me. and up, but I never I never changed it back, you know, and so now I am that's me. It's Forever Dog. So uh but uh I uh Yeah, the usually it varies. Are... sometimes I've dropped the most I've dropped, I I I like spent two hundred dollars one week on two hundred dollars yeah. on what costume? I, yeah. Or can you I not tell I us? I think that was maybe the bitter tears of Petra von Kant. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's like a movie about this like fashion guru in 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 nineteen seventies East Germany, and it's all about like high fashion and couture. And I was like, I gotta just go. I gotta really go big on this one. Oh yeah, I yeah. love high fashion. You look. By the way, you both look great. Couture. Uh, you both brought couture. it. You both and look weirdly. Incredible. We
4: matched. I think the lining is the same fabric as my shirt. How fun! The and so, what are we?
2: What are we doing this week? Let's get into because we. Cause, oh yeah. Baby, yeah. What are we, what, baby what Two inspired, of my favorite movies. What inspired oh these gosh. looks? Uh, Meatball, I'll start with you. What, what inspired? Well, I your was look?
4: gonna be in a. This was inspired by her newscaster hair at the Kirsten Dunst's. I understand why guests hate sitting here, because you really just want to stare at yourself. (laughs) It's inspired by Kirsten Dunst's newscaster look at the end of the movie, but then I um, wanted to add like a little, I'm trying to give Paris realness.
3: Yeah. Oh, see, you're doing what what drag loves to do, which is flip. I'm doing a flip. Because, you know, obviously Paris is burning Paris is someone's name. Yes. But now you're doing like the city. Oui, oui, bonjour.
2: Got gotcha. you. So you're doing an ode to both movies. It's a hybrid. Well, costume. I'm doing an ode to
4: one movie in one city.
2: <laughs> I mean, I love it. It's a hell of a look. It doesn't need an explanation.
4: <laughs> Unhinged.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't do Wait, I'm doing regular laughing, you're mocking what? me. <laughs> Don't do <laughs> My look <Yeah>. is um. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, I wanted to bring the closest thing I had in my closet, which I just have this in my closet. Um, I love the scene in Paris is burning. When the gentleman freaks out that they accuse him of wearing a woman's fur coat. And he's like, It buttons on the right. This is a men's garment um unfortunately this has no zippers no buttons it isn't even a full and even coat. if it did it wouldn't close and it wouldn't
2: close because it's so old so but it's evocative of that moment thank you yeah. he's competing in the men's like fashion category yes. and they even, call him out like for wearing a, wo- a woman's wearing. wear, a okay, women's wear okay.
4: jacket that yeah. he clearly knew was women's wear and Specifically, had the buttons switch rearranged sides. so that that was his. That's why he was so like
3: no. <laughs> to also quote the film, a faggot knows how to pull a stunt, and they do. <laughs> and they
4: put the cheese on the meat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite.
3: Oh. He
2: is very quick with that defense, oh, <laughs> yeah. and it's the only defense he has. So yeah. It does seem like it was pre. And was oh, he's pre-meditated. such a
3: forceful, yeah, like shake, just yeah. like a single pull. Well, he was yeah. still yeah. in the, the mask. Yeah.
2: Realness. He was like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> buttons on the right.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of looks, uh, <laughs> Joe and I have been pulling some looks on this podcast, and this is actually I, I want to start off with a segment before we get into the movies. This is something that Joe actually requested, and I really hope that it backfires on him. <laughs> uh, because he has, in his absence, by the way, Joe's having a baby. God bless. We all know that. We've been yeah. covering it on the podcast. Uh, but uh, he asked... Uh, he wasn't even
4: showing. He's...
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... We've been pulling looks. Joe has been getting some heat uh, from our last guest, Julie Klausner, and others that he is not uh, bringing it uh, as much as I am. He's kind of phoning it in on his weekly costumes. He then uh, really started to bring it. And so what he wanted to do, and he believes that this is a false narrative, that he has been bringing it since the beginning. Okay. And so what he wanted to do is he said, the next guests that come on, and I am glad that it is you two uh, because I think you're Uh. perfect for this. He said, the next guests that come on, I want to run them through every look that we've had. I and I want, critique. I want I want a gut stunt. <laughs> I want a gut gut reaction. Which look is better? You can't can't be in that. You got to choose which look is better. Okay, I'm gonna be tallying the scores, and we're gonna see who actually has brought it more uh, on the podcast, uh, me or Joe. All right, this is the weekend at Bergman's Fashion Showdown. Yes, Brett versus Joe. Only one only one person can win. All right, let's start with the first look. And you're each gonna choose. Let's start with the first look. This is from episode one, Seven Seal vs. Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, uh, I-, I choose I'd Joe. I say Joe. Two for Joe. Okay, this is not going well so far for me. All right, two for Joe.
0: Let's look at the second look, second week. I- this when is, is the Joe. All right. <laughs> I guess Joe. All right, Joe's got four, and I've got zero. This is not going
2: well at all, but some of my best looks are still to Wait, come. Is that a prop? Yeah, I have a, a model of Angkor Wat. Look, the suit, it was in the mood for love. I just wore a suit, uh, but then I got a model of Angkor Wat, which he goes at the end. It's fine. You chose Joe. Let's move okay. to the next one. Yeah. Next one. All right, I'm uh, the 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 John that gets killed at the end of John Delmon. I'm uh, I get killed in bed, and then Joe is diehard, the terrorist and diehard that gets dressed up like Santa Claus. I
3: choose
4: Brett. I say Brett.
2: All right, was that charity or was that authentic? You got to no, be I honest. No, I like your hair. Okay, I think great. Your hair is very so looks cinematic. A too happy. I went simple for this one, and the blood as an accessory I think works really well. Let's go to the next one. It's
1: impactful.
2: Uh, this you. is the, the red shoes <laughs> versus showgirls. We have an ooh, We have an audible ooh. No, I said
3: you. Oh, you! Oh,
2: yes. <laughs> yeah. You you, Brad. All right. Sierra wins. Look at that. Back our uh, tie game, four to four. Let's go to the next look. All right. This is um, uh, many saints of Newark, the Sopranos movie versus uh, ki- uh, killing them softly. I'm James Gandolfini in killing them softly. That is a real martini, by the way. Yeah. Oh,
3: you win. All right. Brett. That's
2: thank you very much. Six to four. That's Let's like go. A
3: double is the Big
2: Lebowski. It, it really could. Yeah. yeah. It had dude vibes. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: What is happening? Uh, oh, I have
2: a drill. Was this Pi? Yes, thank you. I'm representing the movie Pi. I've written the number Pi on my uh, chest, and I have the drill for when he drills himself in the head. And then Joe is apparently Neo in the Matrix. That's supposed
0: to be Neo oh, in the sure Matrix. Oh, he sure
3: isn't. He is a Renaissance <laughs> Fair worker yeah. who's borrowing his sister's
0: sunglasses because <laughs> it's too
3: bright outside. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, Brett, you win. Brett, you win this but one. Hold on one Wait, second. Is it? Yeah. You, you want to talk about you? the nipples?
4: Do you have a normal-sized nipple? Do you want to see a real pepperoni like? Yeah, let's
2: take a look. Oh, that is gorgeous. I hope we got, we got that. We're going to get okay, that flag.
4: <laughs> I think you win, but you? is pie backwards on you? Yeah, did someone that write might that, be or points. Did you do I it? wrote
2: it on myself in the mirror, so it's all backwards. Um, but, you know, the movie's kind of, uh, you get in your head, and it's you all must wild.
3: No, it was going to. It, was, it was really It was a week. It, it was a real week. It like the hand yeah, thing. Yeah, sort of I, I, Okay. <laughs>
2: For some reason, I thought it was, I don't know. I definitely sat down and looked up and said, is that backwards? So I don't (laughs) think I was. You win. (laughs) Okay. You You win. win. All right. Doubled Doubled up, Joe. It's eight to four. Let's go to the next look. Uh, oh. Sweet Smell of Success, I'm representing New York City, and Joe is uh, a... <laughs> I used to live there. Michael <laughs> You didn't say that. All of
3: New York City. I am New York City, baby. <laughs> the cigarette and librarian readers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Wait. This was a weird I
4: week. I like the Wawa Cup. Yeah, but also you, you're more committed, clearly, so you...
3: Can I yep. abstain from this
2: one? <laughs> no, you gotta pick one or the other. There's no abstaining.
3: Joe.
2: Alright, good. Joe, oh, wow. Joe needed a little charity point, so that's five to it's nine. The it's the mustang.
4: Yeah, and no, the Wawa wow, Cup.
2: This oh. is uh, oh. Gummo versus Home Alone. I'm Gummo. Joe is uh, one of the... <laughs> been... He's been uh, caught by Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. You win, Brian. You. you.
3: What is it? Is it the spaghetti, the bunny ears? It's the smile.
4: Dumbo (laughs) is the only movie that made me gag the whole time I
2: watched it. It's
4: truly
3: unhinged.
2: It's an intense watch. Uh, So that's, all right, that's 11 to 5. But Joe's got some good looks coming up. We'll see if he can come back. Let's go to the next look, Brian. All right, this is Amer- I'm a, the uh, paper bag from American Beauty, the plastic bag from American Beauty. And Joe is national treasure, which to be fair, there was not a lot to choose from.
4: Is he meant he meant to could be have been Nick the Kane? map! <laughs> it's you! <laughs> yeah,
2: you win this one, Brad. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Joe could have been. He could have been the Constitution. He could have been the map on the back of the Constitution. He could have been the Liberty Bell. Instead <laughs> said he went with some uh, the look at the very beginning of the movie. He when went we're with
3: his winter jacket. <laughs>
2: he went with what he had in the closet. <laughs> This was a low point for Joe. This was really the low uh, point. Let's go oh my to the next <laughs> look. Let's go to the Joe! next look. All right, Joe came back strong for the purge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe wins. Wins. All right. Cores through a straw. I'm supposed to be before sunrise. Uh, so Joe has got seven, seven to 13. Uh, oh, you you're Brad Pitt. I'm, a, I'm sort of Ethan Hawkey kind of vibes. I don't know. It didn't really come together. Let's go to the next one. All right, this is the one I spent $200 on. This Ooh. is the $200 look. This is the Bitter Tears of Van Khan versus uh, Devil Wears Prada. We both went high fashion. But who went higher? I'd say <laughs> you
4: because of the <laughs> tiny glasses and the addition of the scarf on the
2: head. Thank you so much. Be what it.
3: cost the $200? I that that know it wasn't the wig. The
2: jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah you but, win this one. Thank you. Is it real wool?
2: Uh, It must be. Because it was second hand and it was still, it was it was three fourths of the budget. Joe's hair
3: looks great.
2: Yeah, it really it does. Really rocking.
4: Yeah, his hair like this.
2: That was a good week for the mustache too for him. He really, man. Yeah, I barely barely squeaked that one out. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, this was uh, one of our live streams. I uh, lost a game I thought I was gonna win, which means I got doused in fake blood.
3: Oh, notice that your feet are in a bucket. Yeah, There's because low. blood is
2: dripping <laughs> off of me.
3: <laughs> now, oh, I'm gonna. I know that a blood motif has been repeat yeah, for you. I'm yes. worried about But that. I'm still gonna go with you because Joe is repeating that um, the, Matrix shirt. Thank you. Yeah, that's the thank same you. little we pirate up shirt on the Matrix wearing shirt. before. And you know what? Just for a future idea, because yes. I'm full of them, please, please, please. In a year or so, you have a weekend at Bergman's garage sale, and everyone can buy the costumes. That's a really good idea. To fuel your budget for the next. That's a season. really good idea.
2: I've been. I've been. I'll uh, buy the drill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meatball, do you vote on this one? Oh, you! Thank you so much. Seventeen to seven. Looks (laughs) like Joe's gonna get crushed. But let's keep going. See if we have a comeback in the works. (laughs) All right, Oh, this one. Now this is tough. Uh, Left or right? They're very close. These are the aliens from Nope and Signs, even though Nope doesn't have aliens.
0: (laughs) Which. Who did I'm
2: Alien go better? Left yeah, the Alien. The
4: mask is better a, on the one, left. Whichever one that
2: is. Uh Joe, you're really getting screwed on this because I, oh, I no. chose your mask for that one. So <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I definitely took the better one for myself. Sorry about that. I don't know. Buy your own mask next time. 19 <gasps> to 7. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, this was
4: uh,
3: <laughs> Last
2: of Sheila versus the Game. This is the one Julie Klausner had words
5: for.
3: I yeah I mean, you will
2: All right.
4: Honestly, I wear that. Wait, you're like, what's going on with that blue wig? What? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> where's that blue wig? But now I have another. Well, keep going.
2: It's in the back. You can uh, feel free. <laughs> I mean, everything's up for grabs at this point. Uh, all right, twenty-one to seven. I don't <laughs> think Joe's got a shot at this oh, point. Let's no, go to the next poor one. Joe. All right, he came with it. This is a uh, he's large Marge in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, the the truck driver who like bugs turns and their eyes bug out, and then I'm a bicycle thieves, an old black and white movie from he, Italy.
3: He looks like that guy that does catfish with knees when they like find out the yes! catfish.
2: Max wins.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe gets points. All right, on those.
2: Joe coming back nine to twenty one. Okay. Next up, <laughs> let's see what we have next. Uh, Joe is <laughs> hot. Joe is Catherine Heigl and Knocked Up. Uh, I'm a racer head with my little racer head baby.
3: What's, what's more, what? it's most insane about this is like, I would. if you told me Joe was Patty Mayonnaise, if you told me Joe was like, I don't know, Nurse Jackie, mm-hmm. but the fact that Joe is Catherine Heigl from Locked Up, that is a standout to me. Joe wins. All right. That's Joe wins. Joe,
2: uh, I'm going to give you a bonus point because Big Dipper said you were a standout. So that puts you at 12 (laughs) points uh, to my 21. Let's see what we got next. (laughs) Uh, All right, this was the last one. This was last week. This is a repo or two weeks ago. This is Repo Man versus Fast and the Furious. Repo Man versus Fast and the Furious.
3: What's We're, the alien head doing there, Brad? Yeah,
2: so uh, Repo Man, there are aliens in the trunk of the car they're trying to repo. Oh, so I brought no. back the alien just as a little hint, a little hint to that. To that. And what was the other movie? Uh, Fast and the Furious is what Joe is apparently uh, uh He's Evo just wearing
4: hates. the merch He's for just, the show. You want to go with you? you All win. right. You, you Thank you very much. The glasses are cool.
2: That concludes. Yeah, maybe Julie Klausner was right. That concludes the uh, weekend of Bergman's uh, costume pageant. Uh, final score, Jesus. Brett twenty-three. Joe twelve. Better luck next time, Joe. I don't know what to say. Try harder. Sorry, spend a little Joe. bit more money. Get more creative. There are multiple options. You burnt. We'll do
4: this <laughs>
0: again <Yeah>. later on.
4: <laughs> yeah, I can put my seat back up. <laughs>
0: Alright, let's get to these movies
2: yeah! Um, yeah! And thank you so much for watching them uh, I do want to review Before we get into the premise of the podcast Is that uh, We will at the end Vote which movie we liked better Which movie we think is better We have to be honest You can't You know, we're not trying to like Seem a certain way Or anything You just have to be honest with yourself Which movie do you think was better And then the movie that uh, loses uh, We're never allowed to watch again For the rest of our lives I don't know if that was clear Before coming in <laughs> Uh <laughs>
4: these are these are gay movies that we can't avoid
2: this was particularly cruel yeah Yeah. this is this was a real I mean these both of these are 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 stone cold classics but at the end of the day only one can walk away into the canon and you know I mean you can go you know you can live with yourself and your life and your own choices I'm just saying as being on this podcast you are more or less contractually obligated to you know to not watch that's where you get all the blood for your costumes is what
3: everyone signs the agreement with that's right oh no
2: it's a cruel premise Joe and I are tortured about it. I don't know why we did it, Um, but it it adds some tension and adds some stakes. Uh, So just just know that. And you don't have to, you know, you can sort of let the conversation help you decide. I'm going to let
4: the conversation, you know, see how this this goes.
2: Um, But let's start with Paris is Burning, uh, Ah, which came out in uh, 1990, directed by Jenny Livingston. Uh, was filmed over the course of seven years in, in the mid to late 1980s. Took quite a while, mostly because uh, the, the funding kept falling through. She had to cobble through multiple sources of funding. Uh, a lot of like National Endowment for the Arts type stuff, different you know stipends from here and there. Uh, also, she shot over 75 hours of footage. And uh, I think one of the strengths of this movie is edited it down to 78 minutes. This is a real yeah. tight movie, which I think uh, uh, benefits it. Uh, all shot in 60 millimeter film. Um and before we get too deep into the movie, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, have you have you seen Paris is Burning before this podcast? Uh, and if so, what was your what was your first exposure to the movie? How did you discover it? How did you come across it? I
4: think my first exposure to it was maybe I was in high school and my friend was like, "Oh my god, you have to watch this movie called The yeah. Queen." which was another documentary about drag queens doing a pageant and it was like really crazy and really funny and we couldn't find it and paris's burning kept coming up and we were like okay i guess we'll watch this and then we realized everything in there is just like gay history and like so funny and i was like oh we've heard all of these terms before i didn't know it all came from this one film when you say
3: kept coming up do you mean searching online
4: well, it was like Netflix back in the day when you had to type in the thing mm. to get. Because we would also try, we kept trying to watch The Gift, which is a movie about magic. No, we were trying no, to watch a movie about AIDS called The Gift. No, okay. and we kept getting a movie about magic, okay. with Kate Blanchett. Yes, yes. And I was yes, yes. like, I want to see gay guys dying of AIDS. Mm-hmm. I don't care about you want this small witch town lady.
3: Kate Blanchett. No. no like, okay. I saw the movie for the first time when I was in middle school, and I rented it from the video store. So I watched it on VHS when what? I was probably twelve is this or thirteen. Blockbuster
2: years old. Planet Hollywood or is this
3: like a is this like video a- adventure? Yeah. Video adventure. Okay. Uh, in Evanston, Illinois, they had two locations, nice, nice. and I would shout out. Walk up, yeah. Close now. Uh, they did have a porno room, an adult room, and the old. Well, that's where the adventure would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I used to walk up to the video adventure to rent and. Uh, I think it was in the like art house section rather than like, there wasn't really a gay section or maybe it eventually got moved to a gay section, but I rented it and I remember watching it like secretly because it was so clear that it was like a super queer film. I've probably seen this movie. Oh, 25. I've I've seen it like 15, 20, 30 times, times, something like that. Like a crazy amount. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of the scenes are burned into my brain. Yeah.
2: And we talked about this before in the podcast with John Waters about. I mean, obviously, this is this film was a landmark of queer cinema. You had John um, Waters had John on the John Waters? Show? Oh no, no, sorry. About about we talked about this uh, in regards <laughs> uh, to John like, oh, Waters. Thanks you should have had a company
4: wide so meeting
1: about started. that. Seconds. If you want
2: to come on, just... if you want to come on, John, come we'd on, love John. to have you. Oh, John, I have some questions. But when Julie Klausner was on, who was a, a huge John Waters fan, uh, we mm-hmm. talked about kind of how you know uh, the you know also a landmark director in queer cinema, but. That can sometimes then pigeonhole you where you don't. Whereas, like, we were basically asking the question why isn't John Mars just considered like one of the great American mm-hmm. comedy filmmakers? Why right. there, there's always these sort of niche titles attached to him? And I felt uh, similarly about this movie that without kind of taking away from its status as, as a landmark in queer cinema, I was just like, this is just like one of the greatest documentaries of all time. Yeah, it's it's, it's so just good. like, yeah. And like you were saying,
4: it's so short and it all mm. happens so fast. Like people, like you're introduced to them and then they die five minutes later. Yeah. But like apparently seven years has gone by. It's just so much happens. Such I, a good...
3: when I watched it again, two things really struck out to me. One, I know that when they like added it to the criterion collection, mm-hmm. they did a massive remastering mm-hmm. of all of the color and everything. And meatball was even saying, I mean, you just said it was shot on 16 millimeter film. Yeah. We were just both commenting when when Pepper Labeja enters in the opening scene in the gold. I mean, she's shimmering. Yeah, which like well, I, I remember yeah, the first time yeah. I
4: watched it, I was like, "That was
3: a dark, weird." No, it was scene. like you basically see, black yeah, and white. It was basically <laughs> yeah. all gritty.
4: So watching it like that, I was like, "Now wait a
3: minute." It is so vibrant. Yeah. It is so incredible, and like so um, many of those shots, they're just like every single B roll shot is like. The composition is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The action that happens is oh, so specific. A mood.
4: What, one of my favorite shots was when they were shooting, I forget her name, Honey maybe, but she's like by a DJ thing on the pier and the music is playing and oh everyone's like gosh. walking by and yes. skating by. And that's when they were talking about when they found her body. It was like the most
2: beautiful shot. Meeple, that 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 shot stuck out to me too. Yeah. That's like stu- you gonna- No,
3: no, yes, but I was going to say her name is not Honey, but uh, there is a person in the House of Extravaganza extravaganza named honey who's alive now who's a dancer who looks very much like her in the face <gasps> that was That's what it is yeah. oh my gosh honey looks look just, look just like, like venus her. extravaganza venus
2: God. yeah yeah uh, but no, that shot I was is just stunning. It's i'm incredible. just like the sun setting behind her over New York on the bridge with that like that huge boombox. Um, it's just so cool and stunning and gorgeous. And then you get hit with that just crushing uh, yeah. voiceover about what you hear what happened to her and she was murdered and found in a hotel room and you know and and uh, but yeah, just and but but again, just the like you said, the the, the it moves through everything so fast that you. Um, You feel like you're in the moment in the scene where things are happening, they're going by you, and it's like everything feels simultaneous, but it also feels like it's passing by before you can really grasp onto it, and then people their whole lives like disappear in front of your in front of your face yeah. Say, yeah
3: one of my favorite scenes is when octavia who has aspirations to be the model is in her bedroom and she's pointing this is also very quotable everyone talks about i look at her here and i see a child a girl type childlike. i look at her here i see wicked beauty um but even well, that, was that oh That's yeah octavia sampled- both of them Touch the skin, you look like an overtone. overtone. My friend Byrell has this beautiful dance track (laughs) with all of those um, lines from Venus in it. And Octavia is sampled in this Tiana Taylor song. Work this pussy. Work this pussy. But that scene with Octavia is so, it looks like a photo shoot. And the fact that she's talking about modeling, and she's sort of on this thing that like you could see an art director building this set of like a sparse bedroom with one accent wall and like model photos on it, and a mm-hmm. beautiful woman just like sitting in a chair on a stool like in the bed. It's like it it's look it looks like the thing that it she's t- it was just watching it back. I was like it's yeah. sort of frame for frame like perfect. oh yeah and
4: dory and talking about the future and stuff but like while wow, painting in that very old school style it's yep. so pretty and like looking at her in the mirror you know she killed someone too did she really i didn't Do know, you that.
2: know about this i don't know the back please because she's my favorite character Brad, in the movie Brad. i need to know this i need in to know this in the
3: film there is a the dead room, body in a in trunk closet no in that
4: movie yes, yes. she killed a man <gasps> She killed someone in self-defense. Wrapped him defense, up in a back, a mummified of stuff, him, mummified him, put him in a trunk, and they didn't find his body until after she died. And all the queens in town ran mm. over to her house to go steal all of her expensive stuff. Someone opened the trunk and realized that there was a body. Oh in my there. god! And
3: they mined this story. It's a storyline on um, season two of pose. pose. Oh yeah. And so there is a trunk, and they have a shot on Pose of like her opening the closet, and the entire. closet closet there's um air fresheners hanging all over because she basically has this dead body with her for years in her closet so in the film like in the background in the closet there is a trunk that has a oh like crudely mummified dead body of like a john I am wrapped shocked. in glitter
4: and
2: rhinestone I'm can we kidding. hear i'm gonna hear the last uh i'm gonna play just audio of this but the last because she gets the final words in the movie hooray
5: for you hooray for she you She gets the
2: final words in the movie let's see if i went back far enough
5: I always had hopes of being a big star. And then I look. As you get older, you, you aim a little lower. And I just say, well, yeah, you still might make an impression. Everybody wants to leave something behind. So them. she has a body some in the room while she's saying up on the Good world. God. And then you think you left a mark on the world. If you just get through it.
2: I mean I don't want to endorse murder but it's and a suspicion under your
5: name. <laughs> then you left tomorrow. You don't have to bend the whole world. I think it's better to just enjoy it. Pay your dues and enjoy it. If you shoot an arrow and it goes real high. Hooray for you.
2: <laughs> I I I am shocked.
3: I mean I, I was amazed
2: by that anyway, and now knowing the context of it, I am I'm just Well I'm it, hypnotized. I don't even know what to say.
3: What's sort of incredible about the Dorian Corey character, when I was younger and I was watching the film, I never I was like okay yeah like, I, I just she was felt like i like was like are you old. bitter Yeah, like, bitter. what is it yeah and now just like being a little older and like even just being a part of like living in la and being like oh there are 20 year olds who like want to work in podcasting or just like nightlife scene it's like you see like a younger generation come yeah. through you just sort of understand the idea of like having seen it and been around and you have a little bit of perspective so re-watching it this time it's like she she has great perspective she's like yeah sometimes you could you know have a great impact other times just being a person in the world has a lot of impact like she's lived a lot of life and she wants to give you you know a little bit of perspective
2: it's poetry i mean i think it's beautiful and and i i identify with her a lot as well the idea of someone who's sort of maybe aging out of a scene or worried that they're Mm, aging out of a scene um and their only leverage is their kind of perceived authority or perceived wisdom. So you try to lean into that, but then, you know, then that can become like, you know, you got it. Wow. I uh, I agree 100%. uh,
1: uh,
4: You won the the fashion
3: category,
1: right?
4: (laughs) You what? I don't know. I, I do. I still think, I, I understand where you're coming from, because in drag right now, it's like a bunch of 20-year-olds yeah. coming up, and it's yeah. like, they're just waiting to do get into the drag? club. Um, Acache. Acache I host. Now, it's just interesting, because I'm like, <laughs> oh, my strong. God, I'm not going to be doing cartwheels and backflips, and these girls can do all this stuff. And I'm like, is there any interest in me anymore? Or am I just okay, like she said, just yeah. being like a part of it yeah. and right. being okay with that?
2: And At some point, you do just have to... You have to come up with some way of resigning
3: yourself to yeah, cuz you can't be in it forever. So at some and she's point She's not saying to yeah. give up. Right. She's just like keep just just do what you're doing. Yeah. Well, and that really ties into like a bigger theme which I was so impressed that they were able to sort of latch onto so um clearly with the filmmaking is, you know, to me the explanation of the ballroom scene in the film is There was no other home, so we created one for ourselves in the community. Mm -hmm. And I think that really ties into the idea of, like, you could be a star in the ballroom scene, or you could just be a part of it. And just being a part of it means you have a place to go and a group to be a part of. And that's enough, especially when you're a queer person, especially when you're a queer person Mm -hmm. of color, and especially at that time.
2: Yeah. And we see a wide variety of characters in this movie. We see uh, mothers of the different houses. We see rising stars. We see protégés. We see people, like you said, who are just there for the scene, who mm-hmm. are just there to be a part of it. Um, and something that Meeple alluded to um, earlier, uh, how does this, watching this now in the era of you know post-drag race, post-pose, um, when, when drag has become... Uh, more mainstream, uh, has become, you know, has has achieved kind of a popular culture status um, that it didn't have in the era of Paris is Burning. W- what is it like going back and watching the, the, the kind of origins of the scene relative to what we see now?
4: It's so funny because, I, I mean, watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and we were just talking about this, every single one of RuPaul's jokes or references or quotes is from this film. Yeah. Like everything that. This film is is,
3: 75 minutes. Like Rue has taken an hour of this film and and it's on repeat in part of her catchphrases now.
4: So it is, it's like found its way into everything and like into
3: music, into anything. Well, and when you think about it, it was such an early. Uh, f- like, and singular form of representation for so many people. It was the film; just people watched on repeat in yeah. order to see themselves in media, and especially queer people. So, like, everything turned into a catchphrase. I mean, the like you can go, like. You could go almost to any gay club and say if you shoot an arrow real high and the re- everyone will say hooray, hooray for, for you. You, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, yeah. Is, like it, it is so quotable. My
4: yeah. Me and my friends used to always just be like, it puts the cheese on the meat. Yeah. From when they're stealing, it makes yeah. no sense, but you just keep saying yeah. it. Yeah. It's what I are mean, the other good
3: ones? Well, I mean, overgrown orangutan. Mm-hmm. Are you going through, through some, some psychological, psychological change, change in your Pedro? life? Um yeah, I mean it's just it's all so quotable. And the wild thing for me after um rewatching especially with the like revitalized color. Mm-hmm. Girl po- pose is just a fictionalized version of this. I mean the this. room in Pose the is room, made to look like the that. The outfits literally the cast members look just like these members of the oh, film. Oh yeah, what's
4: his name? Looks just like the actual
3: announcer guy, and a lot of them are pulled. Like when Pepper LaBeija tells that, like
4: that jacket though, he said no synthetic fibers. Oh yeah, for this the winter bad. wear. This is really bad. But like, um,
3: cat Catskills, like the whole yes, exactly <laughs> the whole um, the whole Pepper LaBeija telling you a story about her father seeing her and then the mother and burning the mink coat. Like that's a yeah. plot yeah. line for um, like I think on season two of Pose. Like yeah. they literally dramatized the whole film, and it was so wild to sort of see how they put it all together.
2: Yeah, and, and the um, film is literally structured almost like a glossary. I mean, you yes. have, like, each section oh, yeah, is, like, is. a term. And, and, and it is it is terms that, you know, Drag Race viewers will be very familiar with. Shady, Fierce, Shantae, Reading, mm-hmm. uh, which is where like the orangutan line comes from, Voguing. Um, uh, the but, term, though... Voguing
4: the... is very in right now. Thank you, Beyonce.
3: And also that title, that font. Yeah. I mean, that font is, like... Okay. Like the The title card that says "Butch Queen" first time up and drags at a ball is a t shirt. People just rip those and turn them all in t shirt. The list of all the houses that's a t shirt, and they just like even even the styling of that font.
2: And of course, these terms like they, you know, uh, a lot of other people have said this as well that they, you know, have also like lost meaning as they get. You know, as any term kind of moves farther and farther away from its origin and moves more and more into mainstream and popular culture. And particularly, you know, starts to cross become uh, appropriated and so on forth. It starts to lose kind of its central meaning. And the one term in particular that I that I was just like, I'm still thinking about, was fascinated by is the original context of realness, the original meaning of that term. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And particularly now, how kind of disposable that term is, well, where well. there is like, <laughs> where there is a a whole. There's such an interesting Fr-
3: French realness. French realness, <laughs> we we. Yeah, you bring someone in here and you're like, and here's the mic, and here are your headphones, and they're like <laughs> podcasting realness. Right. What,
4: mama?
2: Yeah, there's a whole philosophy to realness in this movie that I, I kind of had to like. I'd think about quite a lot and kind of go around in my head about. The movie isn't just like. Uh, drag like a contemporary audience wouldn't understand drag. I mean they have they have these categories where they are like in, It's actually uh, like nearly yeah. any drag, no right. drag. found. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's categories of, of of where the performers are the contestants are uh doing like Wall Street bankers, they're doing like mm. country club people, Ivy League, you know, students, ski lodge, winter uh-huh. sports, all this stuff. All of these like white heteronormative uh uh arenas of power. Uh, that queer people and people of color are not allowed access to, right. but that like are those arenas are what are typically coded in society as like real, like that's reality. Mm-hmm. Reality is like mm-hmm. Wall Street and and Ivy League and school, you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, I you know, white power structures are what reality is. So that by not getting access to those arenas, queer people are essentially being told you're not real because you don't have access mm-hmm. to reality. And so, realness is a way of kind of turning that on its its head in a way um, by um, but then I start. I, I it's it's such an interesting concept. I always lose my train of thought with it because it's not like satire exactly. It's no, the, it's, it's like, like
4: uh, it's kind of like what you were saying. It's like there's a system set up in place, and they talk about it in the film where it's like they would never get the chance to be a Wall Street banker. Right. So in this moment, they're gonna like fulfill the fantasy and like really. Feel it Mm -hmm. so in that moment like when they're walking down the thing their story they have a whole storyline in their head about like I'm on my way to work I am a businessman and they're wearing nice expensive clothes so they get to feel that fantasy and it's like whoever can feel it the realist and look the most like it wins yeah Yeah. and it's like they get down to like oh you, you didn't seem like you were in a hurry. You weren't walking fast <laughs> enough. You were late to work. Open like the, they will open, drag open that briefcase. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, open it. Oh, oh yeah. Those are blank pieces What's in of the paper? briefcase? Oh, you're
1: so oh, you're you going to work with memos? nothing? Oh,
4: like they'll get on you. Yeah. So I think that, that was the whole thing. And then there becomes the realness in what like how you look. Mm-hmm. Like well, like if you're going for Femme Queen. And I
3: think, I think just speaking to that sort of like the jobs and the vacationing and that sort of styling before we get into the sort of trans yeah. realness oh, yeah, of yeah, it yeah, all, yeah, yeah. is there's also the idea, this is where you could start doing somersaults, is that even though those like white power structures of like the wall street banker and the realness it's like or in that that's the reality of how the world works is that is actually such a facade all based on fake it till you make it and nepotism and the amount of people who are in those like big jobs and have no idea what they're doing but make all of these decisions that trickle down and deal with it. it's so even the idea of like playing real to look like that. It's like those people who really have those jobs, like don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yes. yes. And when
2: you then cut back, I love it. Cause when you see, the 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 contestants in the balls doing those looks so intentionally and with such like precision then you'll have these montages of like r- you know quote unquote real people out in the world like white people walking down the street to Wall Street etc and they seem less real suddenly they yes, seem yes. like they seem like the, the fake <laughs> ones you're know? going you to your
3: job in a vest? Yeah, no no see, no get, no. get, three get suit. <laughs> suit. he wore a suit last night what are you doing? a button on the right <laughs> and then yeah. I mean then the other thing to get into is like the idea of like uh passing as a queer person um for out of necessity of safety Mm -hmm. um acceptance and then even even further you know into that which is something they cover extensively in pose you know the idea of a dramatization of this scene but like trans identity like realness is was something people. we're striving for and some still do and others don't you know a lot of people are gender nonconforming and the idea of realness is like now in today's conversation around gender can be fairly toxic because Mm -hmm. the idea of like what does it actually mean to be one identity or another um but you know those scenes in the movie where they're like they're like see how smooth my neck is oh yeah i barely have an adam's apple Mm -hmm. you know i'm passable like all of those things why Brett. Yeah. Now take a closer look at drag queens. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the one in the room. No, nah, that's one. Um, You will see more and more. Oh, the jewelry is oversized to make them look more petite. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're wearing a thing over their neck to cover this. Oh, they have these extra huge long nails so their, their hands, hands don't hands look, look like smiling. they could palm a ba- basketball. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like you start to see oh, all of the, you know, the hair is triple the size. Right. A lot of
2: tricks and perspective and yes. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah which
3: they weren't going for then no yeah. then it was very much like i'm just trying to be I'm the real, woman i woman. am the woman yeah, yeah
4: exactly free as the wind on this beat honey that's an iconic quote that is yeah, yeah. Uh, you still yeah but she's still got that voice but she's <laughs> still
3: got that voice and that's, that's the thing there's part. so much like jovial um inter-community yeah. transphobia uh which is just like reading yeah yeah. yeah, and it
2: was, and I mean, there is, I mean, you could see, you could definitely see, uh, trans identity being this, like, yeah, this thing that was in flux that people were still trying to understand, or like, like, uh, who is it? It's um, Labisha, I think, right? Had uh, was kind of like that was like a brick wall for her. It was like, yes. I, I would never, or for him, I would never, like, I wouldn't go that far. Is yes. the way she phrased it. That that's like too far because one, if I want to go back at some point. Yeah um whereas like the you know the trans people in the in the movie you hear them saying you know what you always hear trans people say which is like when i made the transition i was me i was suddenly me so you have like you know you have the same conversations that are going on now or people sort of you know grasping to understand it um uh but it was yeah interesting to see within the within this world the different fault lines the generational fault lines etc um yeah it's just a it's it's a snapshot of the, of the past but it feels like so relevant in some yeah, ways Yeah I mean so much yeah. of it is still relevant so yeah.
4: so much of the kids being like oh yeah I have this this gay family this mm. drag mother because my family didn't accept me and it's like it's crazy that this movie is from so long ago and that's still happening oh, all yeah. this time yeah. and, and and those families still exist like they exist in la it's just a different form of it
3: yeah. we're also very much in the generation where it's like if you say like oh 1987 like i still think in my brain oh this is 15 years ago it's <laughs> yes. like yeah, yeah. 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 no yeah. babe yeah, yeah. it is yeah. 35 that's, years yeah. ago yeah. <laughs> Thirty five. I wasn't ago. even born when that yeah.
4: movie came out.
3: Um oh one thing I wanted to say also is in the end of the film when they Wait, like
4: Aretha Franklin? Oh no what? Patty when she's doing the Patty LaBelle lip sync. No? Never mind.
3: Oh, the the sort of with the – yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was going to say at the end with there's, like, the news report about, like, the fundraising for the AIDS organization. Yes, yeah, yeah. It is such, like, a glimpse into that tipping point moment. Yep that you know we're at the height of right now which is the commodification of ballroom culture and at least right now you know the folks who work on pose and the 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 people who are working on legendary are in are from the community and in the community and working in the community though there's a lot of inner debate and i'm not in the community so i wouldn't know but um you know, you start to see it's like, Oh, a lot of people like to watch this. Yeah. A lot of people who aren't in this culture wanna come and spectate. Yeah.
2: yeah. That was the that those final scenes were the were the scenes that really pushed this over the edge to me into just an absolute classic where it I mean I love the, the the characters so much they carried me through but I was I got to a point kind of near the end where I was like I would love to see this documentary make like one more move like mm-hmm. some and then when they bring in those new, like they had the news reports and you see like Fran Lebowitz starting to talk about voguing and Gwen Verdon and like and it's like that is so it that is such a Gwen prophetic was, it's, just yeah. <laughs> it's just terrific it's just terrific
3: I've discovered
2: a new form of dance
3: exactly or when Willie yeah. Ninja's showing off his goatee oh uh, and yeah he goes, and I, here, bought I bought him I, still I have, have the, the receipts. <laughs> Cause mopping is like stealing. Mopping is Mopping, mopping is, is Mopping is stealing. Mopping is stealing. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to explain it like he doesn't want to get caught. And then he's like, girl, let's steal. We steal. And then they
4: take him on the tour. They take him on a stealing tour. They say, let's go to Roy Rogers. I've never what is a is it just like a hamburger spot? Yeah, it's like it a like fast a food spot with
3: a dinner buffet.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they do chicken. Pre-COVID. They do, they do, they pre-COVID. do a couple COVID. things. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And there are some uh, critiques of this movie I wanted to run through and oh. see what you think. Um, Critique? They mostly have to do with-, with the director. Yeah, because yeah. it was directed by Jenny Livingston, uh, who is uh, yeah, uh, a gay white <laughs> woman- who comes from a pretty, like, powerful, connected media entertainment family. Uh, her uncle was uh, Alan J. Pakula, who was famous Hollywood director, directed Clute, All the President's Men, The Parallax View. Was basically, like, was up with there was Scorsese and Clute. Coppola in the, in the 60s and 70s. Um, her brother was in the music industry, so pretty well connected and kind of did a typical thing of bouncing around. She went to Yale. She went to NYU. She, you know, interned under under her uncle and got a film experience that way.
4: Did she, she graduate one, from Yale or NYU or did she just go?
3: She had one gay friend who was like, come up here, come up to this ball come with to me. It. We're going go was to like, this ball. I'm going to make a film.
2: That's exactly right. She was in uh, Washington Square Park where she saw two um, men voguing. Basically was like, "What what's going on here? What are you doing? And then got to a ball via them and then and then kind of got more and more into the culture that way. Um, you know, just like. Have you ever woman.
3: been to a ball? Anyone? Here? Yes,
4: I have. I went to one in a warehouse down by the train tracks in in East
3: L.A. Oh, interesting. It was really fun. When was it?
4: Pre-pandemic. No,
3: like what time?
4: Oh, started at midnight, and (laughs) I I left at two, and they were like maybe four categories in. Oh, yeah. It's long.
3: Yeah. I went to one in Chicago. I think I left at 4 a.m., and when I went in New York, I was like, "I'm just oh, the New York in.
4: ones just don't close. No, They'll yeah, go until the sun comes day. up. Yeah, it's so wild. It's also crazy because it's like not sanctioned. So there's like not like a bar. They're not trying to sell you anything. You're there for the event. Like right. You're there to yeah. watch people compete. So if, well, for at least the one that I went to, I don't know. Some yeah, no competing.
2: Them. Yeah, but it's like mostly you're just there to hang out and see people. And this was all. I mean, this this is all uptown, right? This is all pretty much because I know there's also because is is RuPaul operating is getting going at the same time, but is more in the downtown scene. And there's I think this was all. Oh no, this was yeah. Late, I mean, yeah. RuPaul RuPaul was
3: downtown, With like Lady Bunny and that kind in of in the meatpacking. Yeah. and but they were because what they were doing was drag drag, right? Okay, and they also were singing in bands right. performing at the pyramid club right that was the sort of like rupaul downtown right. lady bunny scene and that was like gay and this was very much and also rupaul was really in like a, well, a, a gender, white scene yeah and gender and you. this was a very black scene right. and a very much about gay culture but as like again watching it back it's like the drag elements in a ball all happened in the 90s. Like yeah. In the 80s, it was trans women and gay men yes. for the most part. And cis women. Yeah. Yeah, because it's. Seems- Anyways, you were saying something about Jenny Livingston in the week. Oh, right? no, no. Okay. We can circle
2: back on that. But well, I, think- I was
4: questioning her credentials.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yale.
4: Yeah. Well, I asked her she graduated.
2: She is uh I think she graduated from Yale, but it wasn't a film. She sort of like did one thing at Yale like like uh I don't know exactly what it how was. It let's say probably. like visual arts or something. Yeah. she was an RA. And then did like a year oh, God, at NYU in film. Arts. She was a painter. And she uh but she does come to uh come to this scene essentially as a tourist, as an outsider. And so I guess the question that people have raised is like how much of that of that perspective is maintained in the film or does the film kind of transcend that, that perspective. Um, And one person that came out really hard against it was, was the, uh, was bell hooks, the feminist writer, bell hooks, um, who criticized the film for depicting the ritual of the balls as a spectacle to pleasure white spectators. Um, And so I think, you know, there is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it worked. Yeah. I mean, it, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not it worked well i think that's where like the glossary aspect sort of becomes you know maybe a, one of the arguments in favor of this of this point of view is that it is almost presented as like a glossary for people who are new to it and yes being like, but i think oh
4: it, but when you, but know, it's you not argue any
3: documentary any documentary a a is glossary is that? or yeah. a way of teaching for people? entertainment yeah. and spec like for people to look at and be entertained by it
1: yeah
4: it would be different if, like, maybe after the movie came out, she, like, or came out, came out, she just was literally like, okay, I'm done with that, like, moving on. Like, did she stay and support them? Did she, like, stay in contact or with any of them? Or if she
3: opened the Paris is Burning School of Ballroom Culture and it cost $300 to yeah. take a class, like, yeah. that it's would like, be a little like, more, of a, a, like, yeah. flagrant abuse of access.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I don't she's know how much alive? she... she's still alive. Does yeah, she yeah. eat kimchi? Yeah, that's a good question. Dave's
3: I mean. kimchi. <laughs>
4: It's hot kim cheese
2: well, look Jenny if you want to come on the show I mean I got questions stop Jennifer. on by I would love to hear more about this um uh your response to this but uh but yeah that was I mean there's look there's you know the film is. Ba- it's a like, great movie.
4: She did a good job.
2: Yeah, I mean it's almost universally beloved. Uh, this the Bell Hooks uh, article is the most like you know um, aggressive criticism of it, but you know raises a lot of points that aren't that aren't disposable. A lot of points that are very
4: interesting. Imagine if
3: it didn't exist.
4: We didn't. We wouldn't have anything. We would have the queen, <laughs> right. Which is like only drag queens,
3: right? And that, and also only white people, yes. aside from Crystal.
4: Man, she was right.
3: She was. She was. But, Tr- the true beauties weren't there that night. Tonight, um, yeah, I mean, I agree though. Like, the glossary helped me. I think it's about how viewers know how to be in the world. Mm-hmm. Because if a person thinks about anything, oh, I can watch that and turn that into my own thing. That's how they're they have a colonizer mindset. They're just yeah. gonna do that. Yeah. But I think if a person goes like, oh, I'm gonna watch that and appreciate a culture it doesn't feel that heavy-handed to me at yeah, all and sh- it feels like an amazing invitation to be a fly on the wall and also all of the interviews are very much like this is how it is this is what we do yeah. so you feel like taken care of as you're being shown around a community yeah it didn't yeah. feel
4: like extremely exploitative watching yeah. it it felt like everyone felt like they wanted to be there and
3: the 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 coverage of venus is the one thing that feels like oh yeah oh like mm-hmm. she's featured and then she dies but it also teaches yeah. such a a strong lesson because when her mother um says that's just part of gay life yeah
4: yeah she lived dangerously yeah
3: and all the people who died when you like look at when they're born and when they die, it's like 25 27 mm-hmm. yeah. 28 which I think is
2: still probably pretty true. Yeah, and I think you know where I, I I read through some of the bell hooks thing, and where I I I think where it starts to become less harder or harder to find credibility in is, you know, she criticizes Livingston, the director, for not being present in the documentary. That that contributes to a kind of voyeurism, but I think it it does what you are are saying, which is it allows. Um, the people who live this in this world to speak for themselves, and everybody feels like they have uh, a voice. It doesn't feel like they are being like overly edited or like contextualized in ex- exploitative ways. It really just feels like as close as you could be to this world in in a, in a movie, you know. And and this woman just sells bells and hooks. <laughs>
3: Why does she have so many opinions? <laughs> Stick <laughs> to the hardware, gal. Uh, wouldn't you? Yeah, wouldn't you be fucking distracted if, if Jenny <laughs> Livingston was on the couch with Pepper Labiosa talking about? Well, at Yale, I had a hall monitor who for, sort of was a mentor to me. You're like that for all these gay kids. Yeah, it's like, it's no, like, no.
4: You, I just want to hear the story from the person.
2: Yeah, that was that was the part where I was like, eh. yeah, I, I can't go, I can't really go there. Um, but certainly, ding. like, you know.
3: Oh, this is you
4: gotta it. ring it. Let the fish know <laughs> dinner time, and
3: then throw the hook in. Oh, Jesus Christ! How you come up with a joke like that? <laughs> drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, any final words on
2: Paris is Burning before we move on to? Drugs it's gonna gorgeous? be tough.
4: I know. I, after yeah. talking about it, I was like, "Oh, it is kind of like an, a needed film."
3: I yeah. was very emotional watching it, mm-hmm. and I was like this film shaped so much has pushed culture in so many ways. Yeah. It feels perfect shot for shot. Yeah. I mean,
4: like one of those movies when, while watching it, I was like, Oh, like I stole that personality trait from that person. Yeah. Like, I was informative. Like, oh, this is me. Um, this but it's me, strange that Sarah this Barrio. is me. It's strange that I actually didn't cry at the end of this one. But I did cry at the end of the Drop back And I'm not I joking. About that. I started crying. And then I went, what is this? What is happening? Why am I crying? She's.
2: It's Kirstie Alley holding a gun. Like, Wait, you started crying during the, the sniper during the match? Yes.
3: <laughs> and at See, the, the thing end- <laughs> about this person that I work uh, with yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> um Remember early on when we said unhinged? <laughs> That's what it but is. But I started crying there, and yeah. then I
4: was like, "She oh, got all to of happen her- again." I know. I was like, <laughs>
5: "She got all of her dreams.
4: <laughs> she gets to be a news lady," and then I just cried.
3: <laughs> started styling your wig.
4: Time to yeah. I was like, "Oh,
3: time to get ready."
4: How fun. <laughs>
2: Well, what what a movie Paris is burning. That is going to be this going to be nearly impossible to beat. But if any movie is up to the task, <laughs> let's move on to Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous uh came out in nineteen. 19- now I'm gonna play the Will Sasso Here we go. character. Just kidding, just <laughs> kidding.
3: I'm joking, but I am taking my- uh, Yeah, let me lock
2: you, like
4: <laughs> slam your coat in the door. Jesus Christ. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Speaking of Will Sasso, what a cast. I was just I mean, you're just like one scene to the next. I yeah. mean, it's just it's just you just are like, and this person, and
3: this person, Everybody. and this person. Every single Even one. Even if you don't
2: know their names, I mean, there are people whose names you know, and then there are just sort of household faces that you've seen in a lot of things and you yeah. always like. I mean, it's just it's such an incredible mix of like bona fide stars with excellent character actors everybody uh you know to to quote the internet everybody really knows the assignment everybody is so locked into their character to their scene uh drop it gorgeous came out in 1999 it was uh directed by um a veteran of the state that sketch comedy group the state if you remember them oh, oh. They were on MTV okay. in the '90s. They went on to I create. I thought it was a Christopher Guest movie. It no. reads like one. I mean, it really reads like yeah. one. Uh, that mockumentary oh, no, style. No, no. Well, well, he um, wouldn't
3: wait. Make both Drop Dead Gorgeous and Waiting for Guffman.
2: And best, best in, in show. show, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. would. <laughs> it was directed by the guy's name is Michael Patrick Jan, uh, and he started with the state, is and he then he. Went on to direct a bunch of episodes of (laughs) Reno 911. Okay. Uh, Okay. So he's part of that whole scene, the state of Reno 911. Um, Written by uh, Lona Williams, who is a screenwriter who literally lived this entire story. She was raised in Minnesota, participated in beauty pageants, was crowned Minnesota's junior miss in 1985. Uh, she was an up-and-coming comedy writer. Was writing on the Drew Carey Show at the time. Then wrote the uh, the initial version of the screenplay was Mimi. called Dairy Queens. Uh, <gasps> then became Drop Dead Gorgeous uh, because they couldn't get the rights to Dairy Queens. Oh my um,
4: god, that's so good! And we know Dairy Queen.
3: Yeah, and you do look like that character from the Drew Carey Show, Mimi,
2: my icon. It's all coming together. Uh, one I of have the a one of the
4: doll of her in my home. She looks at me while I sleep. <laughs> oh my god.
2: One of the tragedies of this, of this movie not uh, doing well at the box office is that Lona Williams really hasn't made been able to make anything since. What? Uh, what? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, we've talked about this on on the pod before, this sort of like one strike and you're out thing in Hollywood of like, even people who have had successful movies and then have a bomb, it's just like, the, the, you can just see it on IMDb when you look at the filmography, the struggle afterwards to work. Well, what did um, she do after this? Get in the has, room or something at least. I know, we need a, because there's also like such a, potential for a sequel to this movie i mean like i would love to uh, a sequel uh, to this movie as
3: kirstie alley with so many of the cast returning would mm-hmm. be really incredible, incredible.
2: um yeah oh, God, i can this is like heartbreaking yeah i mean just nothing after uh additional dialogue on shark Tale. i mean it's bleak it's bleak so like it is uh she
4: did pump it up on shark Tale. well that <laughs> did star angelina jolie or am i thinking of a different
2: one
3: kung fu panda she didn't even do Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: no. This was basically the end of Lona Williams' career, which really sucks. That this, sucks. This, that this sucks great. a lot. But I did read incredible. that this
4: was like fully panned at the right when it came out. No one thought it was funny. They is it so, just yeah. the
3: timing of
2: it? I don't know. I want to start there because I really, I really don't. There are some films where you kind of get it because yeah. whatever the the tone wasn't quite the tone of the time. This film is just objectively hilarious. Yeah. Really, I don't understand how any period could could not see this as funny.
3: What you said? You said ninety nine. Ninety
2: nine, and I'll give you a hint of the reviews. People were scared uh, of Y two K. And the movies we watched from the late nineties, it was like she's all that. We forget what the late nineties. Yeah, it was like a real. It, this might not have been... Armageddon? Yeah. What
3: else came out? I'm just throwing things. It away. was... Finish. Let's look at the I other night.
2: No, please. You're doing
3: I'm what we do on ours.
4: But I'm like trying to figure out like what was it up against, and why did everyone hate it? Because it's like Waiting for Guffman, and movies like that are... Yeah. like They just love them.
3: It also noticeably, and I'm sure we'll get into this, stylistically, it's sort of a collage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. feels, obviously, like the mockumentary that it is. Mm-hmm. It also feels like a little rom y Does it ever break from the mockumentary? Well, Does then, there, is elements... there ever
4: a scene where they're not being filmed by the crew?
3: I feel like when they, when it feels like it could be a murder mystery there's, like, those, like, intimate moments when they're, like, actually feeling scared. Or, yeah, yeah, when she gets snuck up on in when she's working. That's crucial. That's
2: where it, like, plugs the mockumentary into the murder mystery so you know that the two are combined. So it doesn't, like, forget that it's a mockumentary. It always remembers it's a mockumentary. But so,
3: do you think, like, stylistically, like, people weren't ready for it to be three different things?
2: I think that, and also, like, there's another movie. So, 1999 comedies, you have Office Space, Big Daddy, Austin Powers, um... Another movie that came out oh, in ninety nine that Dustin this Powers. another Kirsten Dunst movie in ninety nine that this reminds me of a little bit is Dick with Michelle Williams. Have you seen Dick? But oh, that, is that the one where people, people didn't like, like the... that one either. Exactly. Richard so I'm Nixon thinking one, there was yeah. something like t- t- stylistically they feel similar. Right? Or is in that Kirsten,
3: throat. how do you say her name? Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. And then how do you say the other one? Kirsty Trump Alley. <laughs> Thin blue line alley. <laughs> <laughs> Because Kirsten Dunst has made so many movies that have been panned, yeah. yes, yeah. and everyone still considers her this like amazing, um, sort of unsung hero of acting. Yeah. So why couldn't the screenwriter get that too?
2: That's a great question. I mean, I, I think the the. The directors and screenwriters seem to get hit the hardest by these things yeah. from what we've seen. Like one bomb, and it's like, poof, see you later. Um, or you have to, like, or now we own you, and now you just have to, like, make, like, studio. Now you oh, yeah, you
3: yeah, got yeah. yeah, to pump up, up Shark, shark Tale 3. Exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um,
4: Angelina Jolie is going to be in
3: Shark Tank <laughs> <laughs> 4. What was it called? <laughs> I called it Shark Tank, but it's Shark Tale. <laughs>
2: Roger Ebert, who we usually like on this podcast, usually he's he's often ahead of the times. So he was way behind on this one. He said he liked the idea of the film, but wrote that the script failed to translate into screenplay and is never quite funny enough. What? That's like I don't know. And Entertainment Weekly gave this a D. It gave this movie a D.
4: Allison yeah. Janney. Kirstie Alley. Amy, Amy Adams. Adams in her film debut. Oh, Amy Brandy Adams. Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Yes. Um, um Will Sasso. Uh-huh.
3: All of the other people who are um, so who's recognizable. The little lady
2: Mindy who's Sterling, funny? who was in Austin Powers, At who was the like time. the little yeah.
3: Yes. And who plays Kirstie Alley's husband in this film?
2: That is um he was in Raising Arizona Can as well. Cr- uh, Sam Gloria, McMurray. Sam yes. McMurray, uh, who was in uh, very funny in Raising Arizona, just a great uh, comedy character actor. Um,
4: Denise Richards. Denise and
2: Richards. fucking Denise Richards. I mean, I don't think it's ever been better. I mean, this is really, Yeah, she's this phenomenal. was the first time where I was
3: like, why, wow, oh, she's actually acting she's so well. Yeah. They literally went back and looked at this and they were like, well, let's give her the James Bond film. She's a good actor. Where she was <laughs> they, Christmas
4: they, Snow, the scientist, what was her name? The
3: scientist. She studied the science of tight white t-shirts and no bras.
4: What was the age differences between everybody? Great question.
3: As actors? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's I'm like trying a, to get to the. It's a big cast, right? Get
4: to, the, get yeah, to type trying, that. Yeah, I'm trying. I got that one thingy. finger.
2: Yeah, it's going to be hard to recover, but I'll, I'll do <laughs> my best.
4: <laughs> it was just interesting to see them all that young. And yeah. while I was watching it, yeah. I was like, "It's so funny the different directions they've all gone." Like, like you said, Kirsten Dunst has just been doing like a lot of art films and like Melancholia and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And then Amy Adams was an enchanted princess or right. whatever. And then um, what's her name? Denise Richards is a Real Housewife.
3: housewife. And Brittany Murphy And, quit. and Brittany
4: Murphy is dead unfortunately
2: And it's amazing how everybody's kind of In this movie they're all like at the same level Like nobody really yeah. outshines each other It's a true like ensemble piece yes. um, And despite these like different paths Everybody goes on they all met here And were all just at the same uh, Ability which was in a, a very high level I mean they just are all so funny And each character is so defined They don't overlap yeah. in any way uh but it's like yeah. I said
4: about those two ladies when they have to go to the hotel. To oh, do yeah. the thing. And those two female mm-hmm. comedians—I don't know who they were—but I was. They said three lines, and I was like, "I know exactly who they are. Right. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I want, I want more. Yeah. I
3: bet they were Groundlings. Yeah, they had to have been. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I bet uh, they shopped for blazers with Paula Poundstone. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> she got that good Beetlejuice blazer on. <laughs> um i yes but the amount of specifics which obviously a film like this makes you think that there was some improv on set because it has that vibe but honestly the amount of specifics in this film it feels like everything is so calculated and the detail the fact that she you know cleans the you know is working at the dishwasher and then also works in the morgue yep. like painting faces yep. just the visual of tap dancing with headphones while fucking putting rouge on a dead body yep. Yep. and then also the idea of like having a conference at the holiday inn with the pool in the atrium yep. like such specific midwestern the vomit fountain. imagery yep. yes exactly <laughs>
2: The set pieces are incredible. Her dancing, doing her routines down the streets of the trailer park. Oh, yeah, the tap dancing.
4: Uh, down. Did you bring She's your so tap
3: good. shoes?
2: No, I almost brought my taps. <sighs> Next time. Click wow. That Denise Richards, that final number where she sings, Can't Take My Eyes Off You to Jesus on the Cross, and then is like carrying in Jesus on the cross in a poodle well, skirt. you know, I
4: did the number in the wheelchair because I had broken my well, hip a long this. time ago. So I- Do we have a please.
3: section on yeah. problematic comedy? Coming up? Oh, I guess. Well, I sh-
4: was allowed to be in a wheelchair because I was in a wheelchair.
3: No, I'm talking more problematic from the movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll broke, yeah. broke her hip I on stage. I broke my hip on my stage
4: doing dra- On my stage. On a stage doing Un- drag. On Bobcat
3: Goldwave. That's feet. an intense at, injury. Yeah, that's, that's At
4: the Orpheum Theater, it was so embarrassing because oh I kept on saying, help, help, but the song I want to dance with someone was playing, and everyone thought it was a joke because oh I couldn't my God. watch.
3: Full, actual, How long ago was this? broken hip five years five ago, years oh ago. god on stage i want to dance with somebody so
4: then i was on this other show called and they were doing a tour and i was like i'm not gonna miss the tour so i asked my doctor and he was like you probably shouldn't go and i was like i hear yes so then i went on the tour and had to i performed the don't cry out loud in a wheelchair oh my god
2: and, ha- and then well, i that's, had sparklers well, that's lemonade out of lemons right there yeah, yeah. nice good idea and now
3: it only clicks when it rains <laughs> It hurts so bad sometimes. It only clicks when, when it, it rains. That's a very 1999 reference. Thank you.
2: Garbage. Uh, this, and if we didn't, if you haven't seen, I mean, a watch. dropped dead gorgeous. Yeah, it's what are you doing? Very here, hard. Right. It's very hard to find. Uh, but I That's do. Impossible, really. I found a link. A suspicious website, but I'll put the link on. I'll put you the really, link. You, yeah. yeah, yeah found you found deep
4: deep that link. quick. Suspicious link and subtitles that are five minutes off.
2: Yeah, yeah you got to turn those subtitles off if you're going to watch it on 123movies.net uh, or whatever that was. Hey, uh, we want to uh, take
3: a moment to <laughs> shout out our sponsor this week, 123movies.net. One, one, two, three two, three movies. Use code BRETT.
2: As Allison Jenny says, see if there's any beer left in that can. There you go. Um, so uh, I'll put that link, but Drop Dead Gorgeous, very simple plot. It's a, a beauty pageant in a Midwest town. But then this there's uh, Denise Richards is like the uh, you know everybody knows she's gonna win because her parents have basically rigged the thing. Um, uh, But then this sort of murder mystery starts to uh, develop where uh, contestants are getting knocked off, and this guy she likes that doesn't uh, 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 reciprocate her uh, feelings gets shot in the head on a hunting trip. Um, And then it uh, I won't give it away, but uh, the the murder mystery and the beauty pageant kind of combine in through this mockumentary. Uh, and that's dropped at Gorgeous. Go watch it.
4: Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I forgot that it was a murder mystery. I remembered everyone just kept dying, and they do a really good job of like being like, oh, yeah, I need to go first and saying something like, every girl stay in your order. You remember that part? Yeah. <laughs> Cut that. Okay. Will.
3: Will doesn't edit this show. Who the fuck, <laughs> fuck runs this? Brett. Brett, Brett does that. it all. He's but not w- only when you it. wear the glove. Do you do the that? edit with the? glove. I do that
2: with this finger yeah. right here, one frame at a time.
3: That's right. That's right. That's dedication. I um. Let's talk about the problematic characters, please. Oh, so, so they you say the with? hard R word. They say the hard R word a lot. Yes. And Will Sasso of Mad TV fame, who we love, does a very committed and dedicated job to playing his character. And this was a very uh, viable uh, trend at that time. Something about Mary had uh, Warren.
5: The younger brother yeah. who
3: said "Frank's and Beans" over and over again. Yes, oh. yes. Um, and they even used it at, not to get on a different movie, but they even used it as a plot point because she like volunteered with like a whole sort of what 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 do people say? They don't say neurodivergent. They say
4: special needs,
3: maybe.
4: I was classified as a special needs nanny, which means it's a term that you can use.
3: Yeah. What were your special needs? You were like, I need a ride. If I'm gonna nanny, I need a ride. These are my special needs. I need rice and beans. I need walk on the burrito.
4: These kids are going to bed early. but this no, was the trope you know that I was mean. like yeah this was the trope that was Well, yeah then, they were doing it on mad tv all the time with stewart and all yes yeah, so yeah it yeah. was and like
2: it was a joke made fun of in tropic thunder with like the happy jack but like ben stiller's character yes. right and all that kind of stuff Tro- yeah. Tro- wait Tro- which Tro- is thunder, wasn't there, like a whole oh, yeah. black fan? oh no Robert it, like Donna jr yeah, yeah iron
3: man <laughs> that was his comeback was iron iron man yeah, I mean, Come this back was like from the blackface. <laughs> or no, from, or uh, was uh, blackface uh, after
2: blackface, after was it in it was the middle. After. Sadly, the stepping stone to Iron Man. People loved Tropic Thunder at the time. That it's was crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, Tropic Thunder tried to like it did that. We that, are a wild culture. <laughs> it did that very early two thousands edgelord lord thing of like we're gonna edgelord. we're going to try to like. We're going to try to satirize the thing, but actually oh, yeah. do the thing. We're going to do
3: the thing, but sort of sort tell of you wink. wink you know we're it. doing it. Uh, right. But we're still going to actually do the thing. Does that yes. The time, yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. obviously the Will Sasso character, but yes. then the. Oh my God. I always blank on the, her name. The
4: lesbian on the tractor?
3: No. I was going to say the 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 stepping down queen who was hospitalized for anorexia. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yes. Which was also, you know, the nineties were the height of the Fiona apple body. Right. right. And so everyone was like really into Heroin anorexia. Sheep. She's
4: anorexic,
2: not deaf. <laughs>
3: <laughs> She's anorexic, not deaf. It's so good. It,
2: <laughs> it kinda of, I mean like there are some, there are some clearly dated, dated things in this oh, yeah. movie. Uh, it do, it is so funny though that it almost like it's like the crashing plane at the last second like pulls it up and not to the point that it vindicates those things, but it kind of gets you to the next scene without yeah. being like, ah, this is too, this is like yeah, too, absolutely, too much. yeah, yeah, yeah. You
3: like the lesbian on the tractor?
4: Yeah, I thought that was funny. That was funny yeah. I also thought, I mean, that was another great line where she was like, everyone knows she wouldn't smoke until after she was done writing. <laughs> <laughs> also uh i love that movie i <laughs> forgot oh, but watching both of these movies i was like oh yeah i've seen both of these like a million yeah.
3: times i didn't know about "Dropped dead gorgeous for a while mm, yeah i heard it referenced and i heard a lot of people talk about it especially in theater school yes, that's what I we watched college it. and everyone would like quote it and talk about it and people would do they would mimic the, some of the performance numbers, yeah. And so it took me a while. I think I watched it for the first time in my like mid twenties. So you knew you were uh, both
2: of you knew you were coming into a cult classic. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, first time. Me too. Yeah. That why, yeah that's yeah. how. That's I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't see I was this at theater round. camp yeah. and they
4: showed yeah. us that Fargo, Waiting for Guffman, A Fargo. Mighty Wind, and some other movie. But they just like showed us all these mockumentaries one year, and I was like, Fargo's oh, this is not great. a mockumentary. Oh,
3: right. Well. Yeah, it's not. They do that. It's just for the Francis mcdormand's act. Yeah. yeah.
2: They do, they they do that thing at the very beginning that's like this is a true story, but it's that's kind of yeah. You know,
3: I you know. just to show you how different my perspective of uh, on like those films are, you think Fargo's a mockumentary. I well, thought it was a it was in
4: it's in the same vein, I think. I
3: thought it was a horror film for about a decade until I watched it. Oh, it's a comedy. 'Cause I heard it was about like, like murder. Yeah, like yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. I was like, Fargo, that's too <laughs> scary. I can't watch Fargo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the wood chipper. Yeah. I remember hearing about the wood chipper and being like, I don't know if I can handle this.
3: And yeah. I have family in Minnesota and yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. And um because it was based on a true story, the like i think there's a car dealership in fargo yes mm-hmm. yeah
2: william h macy runs a car dealership and that's how they like that's how they find out that he did it is like the he had like scratched the serial numbers off and then like is such a bad liar that yeah. as soon as like one you know as soon as they like get one thing he just gives up everything else
3: so yeah. that car dealership was like um like half a mile from my aunt's house no way and oh my so god, that's incredible. like practically
4: you knew the murderer. Exactly. So that's <laughs> how I got a little a twisted in
3: house. my teenage mind. I will say, at this time, what I was watching was Austin Powers on loop yeah. in my basement. Yeah. So I think that's how I missed the release of Drop Gorgeous. Dropped Gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. it was... Gorgeous.
2: Maybe it was just too... It was just, it was, just, it was just a little too good. Yeah, it's just a little too good for also, this maybe big, broad era women. comedy. Yeah.
4: I'm going to say it first. I don't like them. No, I just think that maybe that's why not a
3: lot of people saw it. Yeah. Oh, because it was like it was like a female
4: led movie film in the late well, That's 90s. why I think it like
2: it makes an interesting, you know, alongside Dick is interesting that both of those sort of bombed and then have it been rediscovered. Because Dick also has a lot of great it's like Dave Foley's in it from uh Kids in the Hall, uh, a couple kids in the hall are in it, but it has sort of like improv comedy connections and then you have right. these female leads. Um yeah, I think maybe they're just sort of too good, too nuanced, a little too weird. Yeah. And then people wanted Austin Powers, they wanted Big Daddy, they wanted uh, office Space, you know, those are the big hits those of '99. They
4: put the jokes right in your face, you know.
3: The pee joke.
4: There's pee jokes. I mean, Austin Powers—he literally drinks poop.
3: <laughs> it's the sequel, okay? The original is pure. It's actually the third one. He drinks poop. Oh, what's the, the second one, one? Beyonce. Fat bastard. No, the third one is Beyonce. The second one's Fat Bastard. You're right. I it goes a, original recipe. It was really
4: strange to go from a movie full of people of color to the second movie with nothing. Correct.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And a movie that is very you know, it makes fun of makes fun of small town white culture but is still like you know, is it's also sort of like a weird love letter to small town white yeah. culture at the same time. Yeah. Which
3: is under- yeah.
4: I mean, yeah. right from your perspective, I guess. Right.
2: Yeah.
3: Um But how about Allison Janney? Oh, she's so Did funny. she not she I i like, the show. Give her an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. You know what I mean? Of course,
4: no one got anything for that. But like,
3: right? It's like that kind of a performance. I was also saying earlier, she looks like she could be 60 in this film. Mm -hmm. And I think she's like 60 now. Yeah. So it's...
4: that's crazy to me
3: i just it's like that midwestern hairdo and like a jean skirt yeah regardless of you being a hornball or not yeah to me you dress you're dressed like a 50 or 60 year old woman and a
2: slightly like smoky voice oh yeah like really there there's an extreme one of my Ooh, the f-
4: makeup The makeup was perfect <laughs> catch it in your mouth and i'll give you a prize <laughs>
2: When Allison Janney gives... Uh, works with
4: everyone. She's horny in that movie.
2: That shot when they cut to Kirsten Dunst and she's like head back over the chair. Yeah. Like very tired. And Allison Janney comes in with a glass of scotch and says, hey, that was your mom on the phone. She wanted you to have this. And if she realizes it's <laughs> is the glass of scotch. She's like, my mom wanted me to have this. <laughs> And Alison Janney goes, oh, shut up. I thought it would help you get some sleep. And then she, uh, Carson Dunn says, Loretta never have kids. And then Allison Janney says, God love you for thinking I still could. That was great.
4: That was <laughs> that great. Just,
2: I was like, this is how how stupid were people in 1999? When that, that scene, I was like, there's nothing... What, what, what do you what do you want what do you want, yeah, what what, what what want it's flawless boom boom flawless. Well, what
4: was the other really good one? Oh, when she was like which one of you boys wants to take me home and then oh, the yeah. mom goes don't be a fool boy she lives two trailers down She's, it'll be a short trip <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so hot it's so funny oh my god uh, oh yeah i can oh so now we have to get rid
2: of them. Yeah, this is uh, I'm so sorry. This oh, is like just this is the cruel. final moment. Yeah, please, that, please, please. Oh, that that any final words.
3: Everyone has bad uh shellfish. Oh yeah, At that was part that part was yeah. funny. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of throwing up I love that points.
2: they just They clearly just needed Like a plot point. Well yeah, like, yeah. We got yes, That's exactly yeah. what I was doing yeah. to yeah. I was like yeah. right after they murdered What's her name Denise Richards gets Denise blown up Denise Richards gets blown up The second up. massive She's explosion
4: She's in the belly of the swan My baby <laughs> After that I, w- I was like Oh the movie's over And then I was like Wait she didn't go to the Sarah Rose Sally Rose place Right yeah. Yeah. So then it just keeps getting For that reason I'm gonna have to cut it
2: mm. <laughs> Wow. So we are it already... It too many endings. We, I guess wow. we made it to the final... Because I was going to say it's the good version of the Lord of the Rings thing where, like, I liked the... It kept, like... Because you get the... It the didn't sea keep fish, one-upping itself. You get the, like... Uh, um, Kirstie Alley comes back and is like shooting everyone from the roof of a building yeah, and shoots the reporter and then like so you get you do that get like a little three real watching. I know that was intense. Now in in, in uh, I don't trust I'm not in in my lady. Uh, but I like this. Uh, 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 meatballs. Uh, dropped the hammer and said and said, uh Paris is burning. Is going into the cannon.
4: What if we got rid of uh, uh who's talking now, lady? What's Kirsty? Can we just get her out of the movie? All right, this is interesting. We have
2: on we have in the past entertained alternate rules. We have in the past entertained. We do now have something called purgatory, but sadly it's not available for this episode because oh. we can only use it once a quarter. We've already used it. So now,
3: see, you know they're business people. They're talking about quarters. We talk yeah. quarterly. we what talk are quarterly. We, right we talk now? quarterly. P2? It's a nickel. It's a what we're, I'm
2: gonna get. Uh, we're nearing the end of Q3. We're coming up on Q4. <laughs> uh uh so we cannot use purgatory but tell me about this kirsty alley rule what what are you what are you proposing
3: it's the sniper rule it's, okay yeah. the sniper rule it's about getting rid of one problem uh, In feature the of yeah. the film whether that's a person a scene or uh i'm just making this up on your behalf but thank you but i feel, like, you, but I feel right. like
4: that's where i'm going with this what if maybe we got rid of some of the problem issues of the film like mm. they don't say the r word anymore will sasso disappears uh we don't. Uh,
3: and uh, then, how do you cut Kirstie Alley out of the film?
4: It's gonna be hard. I mean, she is a <gasps> talking baby mom. We take it back. <laughs> All right, here
2: we go. Here we go.
4: We get a baby okay, in here okay. to be the mom CGI at like the Ally McBeal one. So yep, it just yep. keeps dancing, on baby. dancing, dancing. Yep. Chumba wumba. Call Chumba. <laughs> call. Call the. We, get, we get the baby the Chumba- in wumba- there. The yeah. baby's lover. killing people. It heightens the film.
3: So I think what you're pitching is um, Boss Baby Three. Call Alona up. What's the screenwriter's name?
2: Uh Lona Williams.
3: Call Lona up and get to writing the sequel. I yeah. think that's what you're getting to. Okay, so
4: or they should do a sequel and it should be Kirsten
2: Dunst, as Kirsty Alley, and it's just the whole thing all over again. So I would I would also put I'm sorry, I really want because I want us to figure out I do not want you to walk out if you're not being able to watch <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous again. I'm trying to... Figure out a rule. There's something here.
3: How about just not on Saturdays? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I listened to your pod again. <laughs> the, I understand. Only on
4: Tuesdays.
2: Um, okay, so... Because I would also put Paris is Burning in the canon. Yes, it's just same. too good, yeah, right? Okay, stay. so that goes stay. in the it's canon.
3: And I think it has... It, it, it's. It, it's almost a landslide... To me, because it is not yeah. only like formative and beautiful and well made, but it's also just wildly entertaining. Yes.
2: yes. Yes. Yeah. It's that rare art house film that is as it's never a chore to watch it, it's Ember. always an absolute no. delight. It's and a then you're like, delight. it's over? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, you can't.
4: It's the perfect. Can't
2: thing. be Paris is Burning. Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Damn it.
4: I guess she's just got to go. Guess, you know, like Roger and Ebert once said, wait was it roger ebert? sometimes
3: i think his name is roger ebert yeah his other friends last wait name you're was... telling me
4: he's not two puppets <laughs> <laughs> he, had, his, a, his he friend... had a buddy gene siskel <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> i
3: don't know yeah wait these aren't the ice cream guys yeah so what Chris... i mean we did get one Chrisco last watch and entenmann's yeah. once, uh... <laughs> no ben and jerry <laughs> Sorry. We did get one. You last did get watch. one last
2: watch. Maybe that. I mean, did yeah, you and enjoy it? shout out
3: to our sponsor, One Two Three MovieNet dot Thank Honestly, you. Honestly, maybe
4: that's why it's not anywhere. Maybe the world is trying to tell us not to watch it. Yeah. So I because d- you can't buy it on Amazon. I actually you can't bet get it, it, it on. Kirstie Alley and
3: Kirsten duds got together and they said, "Scrub it, bury it, scrub the internet." You can buy it on Blu-ray. But you it can takes buy it. Okay, so here's five ship. Yeah, it takes a while to ship <laughs> That's
2: out. a good point that we, even if you wanted to watch this movie again in the future, it would I, be very hard, hard to, to find. It's hard to find. So maybe we just, you know, going in the trash can isn't always, this is not like a we're not dunk, you know, we're not thrown in the trash can. We're kind of laying it to rest in the trash cannon. It's a great movie. Yeah. And it'll it was always ahead of its be time. around. It'll always be around. In a
4: landfill.
3: We are just not allowed to watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: But we got we watched it one last time. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yes, I had a great time watching it.
3: I thought it was wonderful. Likewise, yeah, it made me want to go to Mount Rushmore. And look, you can't you know. It made me want to do a pageant. (gasps) Did you know that we both did a pageant?
2: No, I lost. Wow second she, place She it was, I mean, well second place is the best in this movie. I mean, that means because I mean, you're true, alive. The fix is always in, too. There and militia
3: a, is uh, out of town. And there was a <laughs> fucking shooting at the pageant. Oh my God, there no. was a shooting the day
2: of the pageant. Blow my mind with these stories. What is that? What happened? It was we Alaska's
3: at, annual pageant, drag queen of the year. Right, right, right. It was, was one of eight contestants. Mm-hmm. It was in downtown Los Angeles. And during the tech rehearsal...
4: There was a shooting next door at the Grand Central Market. Oh, my God. So they I they had I all the, this. All the stores and everything had to close down, but the theater was literally connected to Grand Central. Oh, my God. And one of my dancers was in there, when, and he was like, hey, just heard gunshots is what he texted me, and I was like, what? And then my friend Pinche was out buying me makeup from Target. Liquor. Well, no, there was no liquor in the building. Um and uh she she had to run by where and then was. they
3: had they locked down the theater people they had to like hide in the theater get oh away from like doors God. and windows and after a couple of hours they nervous. opened everything up but they still hadn't found the shooter you were
2: in an active shooter scene you were in fully well, i wasn't in the you, you were, were next door you were next door okay wow
3: competing in a pageant
4: everyone was very nervous and i was like i gotta glue down my brows like y'all can worry but they're not coming in here <laughs> And so what if one of us dies today?
2: Like, wait. I actually like, like that. Approach. One of us. Like someone's gonna gotta be a go. winner.
4: Someone's gotta be a
3: loser. And well, the way go. you
4: gotta go is by being shot. You gotta so go. So
3: she got second place. She won okay. the talent category and, and th- evening. Three-way tied for Naturally. evening gown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they didn't release the score sheet, so we don't actually we don't know, know who
4: actually won
3: second. No, we know who actually won. There's
4: no way that I could have won. T- Talent and evening gown, and not been second place.
3: I'm just saying. You all I'm
4: f- saying is that the other person only won evening gown split
2: three ways. So the fix was in. Much like in Drop Dead Gorgeous, yeah, we have a suspicious
3: Alaska just for second runs, place. Oh, just for second. Alaska place. Alaska I don't want to cast I'm not saying on, I won. I don't think okay. Okay. Alaska I won. Runs a I'm pageant saying I so did we don't
2: want to No, we're sure it was all above board. We don't want to. Yeah, cast yeah. any doubts on that. I mean, look. I mean, hopefully no one gets shot. <laughs> don't. <laughs>
3: and then you just add an explosion
2: (laughs) (laughs) the uh speaking of the murder in this movie who we won't give away has access to some real explosives i mean you have two the tractor that blows up yeah uh the um well i guess the float i think how does the float float blow up yeah the float was an accident my only
4: understanding of that was that they
2: (laughs) people that built it hated him so they built it to explode yes And does Denise Richards know she's about to die? No. She has that final final line, though, where she's like, oh, shit, and then explodes. But I don't, I can't, I couldn't quite read that line. What else would she be Yeah, I guess maybe she sees it catch fire. I think she has,
3: like, a final reaction, but I don't know that, you know, it's like, she doesn't mount the float and go, like, this is a bad situation immediately. But but she seems to
2: know right before, like, that classic line of, like, oh, and she has that, like, oh, shit reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's funny.
3: It was good. There's I a lot I... of that in the late 90s. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Oh, shit. And then oh, wide shit. shot, tiny miniature yeah. model of something yeah. explodes. Yeah. Maybe Beetlejuice.
2: It's a good joke. And then Christy Alley's screaming, like we said, over her body. We have to go to States. My baby! We have to go to States. Oh, yeah, she wants her up.
4: We gotta go to States! <laughs> We uh, gotta go to state. Twenty would you ever do this years ago, I won the <laughs> pageant by sewing these culottes on stage. Second, <laughs> she by got the way, then.
2: She got a fat ass now. Uh, second comedy classic to have culottes as a as a uh, as culottes a plot is point, a funny uh, garment. Barbanstar go to Vista Del Mar. is oh, very yeah. into culottes. Very into culottes. We should do Great a. Movie. We should write a drag,
4: drop dead gorgeous lona Movie williams writer. lona williams is looking for work lona,
2: Will- lona. Lona. lona
3: lona
4: hasn't
2: Get worked hasn't here. worked since she punched up shark Tale. give the give lona some damn
3: work lona we saw shark Tale. now i gotta ask we was it impressed. your
4: idea to put in christina aguilera at the car wash or is that someone else lona
2: Get back to me. Well, I think the way we sorry can sorry to
3: drop dead gorgeous. I well, I think the way we can come <laughs> to, to come this to peace
2: with this is drop dead gorgeous. Unfortunately, is a trash can, and not the three of us cannot watch it anymore. Joe also, Joe also cannot watch it anymore. <laughs> sorry, sorry Joe. Uh, sorry about that, Joe. Um, also, you lost. Uh, yeah, because even if you, I mean, you can still have a vote, but you're it's so, three to none right yeah, now. Yeah, good so luck having no a baby. <laughs> But what I hope, I hope there is some other version of Drop Dead Gorgeous coming, a sequel, uh, a um, uh, you know, a Big Dipper and Sloppy Seconds present Drop Dead Gorgeous oh, on stage. Wh- whatever the case may be,
3: starring Miss Ball.
2: I would love to see. I would oh, love to see an afterlife uh, for. Drop Dead Gorgeous, which we will be able to watch, because this only refers to this movie, the not the yes. franchise, not any any not sequels. the live
3: stage show version, not the At live the stage show version. At the Montalban Theater
2: <laughs> in
4: Hollywood, California, December twenty-fifth, and only Christmas Day, we will be performing Drop Dead Gorgeous, <laughs> the staged the reading. staged reading. Oh, it's just a reading, just a reading. No
3: costumes. Well, these are the costumes. Yeah, this is strip down. Actually, the costumes will be designed by Brett. Yeah, and uh, his hair. It'll be exclusively from the Weekend of Bergman's. Uh, the collection. The closet from Weekend of Bergman. It'll more or less be this. Yeah.
4: Some of the characters have been replaced by aliens.
3: Well, I know what I'm doing on Christmas. <laughs>
4: No, I didn't say what year. <laughs> I know. Keep them guessing. I keep
2: them well, guessing every year, I remember. cannot thank you too enough. For thank you for on the show. having oh, me. this was an absolute blast. Uh, it is so much fun talking movies with you. You got to come back on the pod later on. Yeah. Uh, uh, once again, subscribe to Sloppy Seconds if you haven't already done it. Shame on you. What have you been doing? This pocket. This was this was like two hours. You got a chance to go hit subscribe. Go do it now. Subscribe to Sloppy Seconds. It's going to show up in your podcast feed every Tuesday and Friday. Honestly, one of the funniest. Whether you want it or not. Whether you want it or not. Honestly, one of the funniest, the best, the wildest. Just the uh, if podcast is about just being in the room with two people uh, that are great. This is this is at the top of the mountain. This is the, these are the two people you want to hang out with twice a week. It'll make your week oh, so much nice. better. Great. Yeah. I mean
4: uh, it from the bottom uh, of my heart. We promise we will not talk about flying airplanes or credit cards anymore.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. We do a lot we of We do a lot of talking about Delta <laughs> A lot lounge. of chats about the Delta Lounge.
4: You ever been to a Delta Lounge? right, right. It'll change your uh, life. Okay.
2: I'm from Atlanta. Delta. Delta is like it's Delta, CNN, and Coca-Cola. But no, I've actually never been in a Delta Lounge, which seems we gotta take like ya. a missed opportunity. It is. We'll see you next week on Weekend and Bergman's. Follow us at Weekend Bergman <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we don't have a we don't have a sign off. Bye.
1: Forever
2: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts.